Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. His word tells us that even while we were yet sinners, he died for us. Such a love today. Amen. And I'm so grateful for his love. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. So this morning, we just want to give God all the glory. We want to give him all the honor and all the praise. Amen. Every worshiper in the house, I want you just to lift your hands and begin to bless the Lord with your mouth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. Hallelujah. You're worthy. Oh, Lord, you are. 
magnify his name. The songwriter said he is Alpha and Omega. He is the first and the last. He is the beginning and the end. 
He is everything that we need. Amen. He's all that we need. Father, we thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, for your presence that is in this place even now. We thank you, God, Jesus, for the spirit that we feel, Lord God, that is hovering in this house. Lord, Father God, we pray that you would have your way. We pray, God, that there will be a mighty move of your spirit. And let everyone say in Jesus' name. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the book of Numbers. Numbers, the 21st chapter. We'll be reading from verse 1 to 9. I want you to stand, remain standing. I'll be reading from the New King James translation. So I want you to follow along with me because I know many of you still are utilizing the King James Version, which is good. Amen. And if you have your NIV, just follow along. Amen. You can use your phone to find the scriptures as well. Amen. I want you to follow along with me as I read. The king of Arid, the Canaanite, who dwelt in the south, heard that Israel was coming on the road to Athram. This word Athram is translated in your King James Version as the road of the spies. Then he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. So Israel made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their cities. And the Lord listened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites, and they utterly destroyed them and their cities. So the name of that place was called Homar. Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses, saying, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? For there is no food, no water, and our soul loathes this worthless bread. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and many of the people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And it was so, if the serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. I would like to speak to you from the subject this morning, 
Don't let the bite kill you. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't let the bite kill you. Heavenly Father God, we know it's not by might nor by power, but it's by your divine spirit. Oh God, we want you to fill us with your glory. We want you to take control, Lord Father, of this service. Lord Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord. Father God, I pray that you'll anoint the ears of your people, that they may hear what thus saith the Lord, and let everyone say in Jesus' name, and you may be seated. Don't let the bite kill you. In order to fully grasp this passage of scripture in its entirety, we must first observe what transpired with Israel that led to them wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Scripture tells us that when God delivered Israel out of Egypt, his intention, amen, was to bring them to the promised land immediately. Like a parent who's excited and eager about blessing and surprising his children with good things, he was eager to bring them to the promised land. But while they were en route to the promised land, the children started acting up because they did not like the path they were taking to get there. Mm -hmm. And so because they did not like the path they were taken to get there, they began to murmur. They began to complain. Uh, they complained about not having grain. They complained about not having figs. They complained about not having vines. They complained about not having pomegranates. They complained about not having water. And they complained about not having bread. They contended with Moses about him bringing them out of Egypt and bringing them to this evil place. They called the wilderness an evil place. They looked at Egypt and said Egypt was good. While they were struggling in Egypt, while they were being afflicted in Egypt, they saw Egypt as being good and saw the wilderness as being evil. Because in Egypt they had grain, but they were afflicted. In Egypt they had pomegranates, but they were afflicted. In Egypt they had, amen, a seed, and they had water, but they were afflicted. Uh, but in the promised land, or in the wilderness, uh, uh, God, there is no grain, but they're not afflicted. Uh, there is no pomegranates, but they're not afflicted. Uh, there is no water, but they're not afflicted. Uh, and sometimes we can have uh, our perceptions crude, skewed, uh, because we're focused on, uh, on uh, the minor things when we should be focused on the major. Oh, God. There are many of us spend a lot of time in our life focusing on minor when we should be focusing on the things that means most to us. Uh, they complained uh, about where they were, amen, uh, not realizing where they were going. Uh, 
Lord God, they, they were on the road to the promised land. It was only a trip where, amen, daddy told them where he was taking them. Daddy told them where they were going. Uh, but even though daddy told them when they were going, uh, they started to complain while they were on the road. Uh, have you ever took your children someplace and uh, all of a sudden while you're, you're getting to a nice place to be a blessing to them, uh, all of a sudden they start acting up in the back seat. Yeah. And you have to tell them a couple of times, I turned the car back. Oh yeah. Uh, I had to do that with my kids every now and then. Anytime, amen, they're at war with each other and they're, they're in the back seat and they're, they're arguing with each other. I, I said, I turned the car back. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they, they, they calm down, but they act up again. Amen. And here it is, the children of Israel, they're in route there. They're going there, but uh, as they're going, they're complaining about the path. According to historians, uh, the trip should have taken them no more than 11 days. But instead, it took them 40 years. It took them 40 years because uh, when they had the opportunity to go in and possess the land, uh, they told God, no, we are not able. Have you ever looked at yourself and, uh, amen, you devalued yourself. You, amen, you looked at yourself and you saw that you were not capable or not fit uh, to, to conquer this great task or this surmountable odds that were against you. And you, you saw the task, you saw what was before you, and all of a sudden you started to get scared because uh, you saw the enemy or the opposition as being greater than you. And so here it is, the children of Israel, they had the opportunity, amen, the Bible said that when, uh, amen, they were on their verge, they were, at the, 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 they were at the borderline of the promised land, and the Bible said that Moses sent out uh, 12 spies to go and spy out the land, and the Bible said these spies were out there for 40 days, they investigated the whole territory, they walked through the land, they saw the grapes, they saw the fortified cities, they saw the people, they saw everything that was in the land. They saw that the land was flowing with milk and honey. Uh, but when they came back, uh, they told the people, yes, the land flows with milk and honey, but, but, but the land eateth up its inheritance, and we are not able to conquer the giants in the land, or we are not able to conquer the fortified walls in the land. Uh, and the Bible said that these ten spies influenced the people of Israel, and they decided not to move forward when God had given them the green light. I want to tell you right now that God has given some of you the green light to accomplish certain things, but you're looking at your credentials. You're looking at what you don't have. You're, amen. You, amen. You're looking at yourself and you're saying, I'm not capable. But I want to tell you today that if God be for you, who can be against you? Amen. Uh, amen. What you got to understand is that you're not in this by yourself. Uh, if you were by yourself, yes, you wouldn't be able to conquer the wall. Uh, if you were by yourself, yes, you wouldn't be able to conquer the giants. Uh, yes, if you were by yourself, you wouldn't be able to take the land. Uh, but I've come to tell you this Sunday morning that you're not alone. Uh, God is with you. God, uh, amen, is walking with you. God has your back. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor God has your back. 
Yes, uh, you see, some of you, amen, ain't looking at nobody. Huh? But I want you to nudge your neighbor today and say, neighbor, God has your back. Yes, uh, man may walk out of your life. Uh, amen, people may walk out of your life. Uh, but don't let God walk out of your life. Uh, whatever you do, you make sure you hold on to God. Uh, whatever you do, amen, uh, you make sure you stay close to God. Uh, in this world, you need to make sure you have backup. Amen. Uh, it's crazy that you can live your life without God. Uh, amen. The children of Israel, when they saw, uh, amen, when they got afraid of going in, uh, when God had given them the, the open door, when God had given them the green light, the clearance, uh, they said no. Uh, and then God said, okay, if you don't want to go, uh, amen, you're going to stay in the wilderness for 40 years. Uh, they said, no, Lord, uh, we're going to go now. The Lord said, nope, too late. He closed the door of opportunity. And when God closes a door of opportunity, you have to wait. Amen. No matter how hard you try to do or how hard you go at it, it won't prosper because God is not with you. Uh, and so uh, they failed to seize the opportunity and when they failed to seize the opportunity and when God told them that now you're going to have to dwell in the wilderness for another 40 years uh, according to the number of days the children, the spies went out to spy out the land uh, we're going to keep you there for 40 years then they said Lord uh, I want to go uh, they said Moses we're going and Moses said don't do this uh, don't anger God don't, don't go the Lord is not with you and they still decided to move forward without God Oh, oh God, huh? are you moving forward without God? Huh? Are you here today and you're making decisions without God? Huh? Oh God, are you praying before you make your decision? Huh? Are you praying before you hook up with that man? Huh? Are you praying before you hook up with that sister? Huh? Are you praying before you hook up with that job? Huh? Are you praying before you buy the house or get the car? Are you praying every step of the way? God is quiet in here. Amen. Uh, Lord God, they decided to go without praying. Uh, they said, man, Lord, we're going to go by ourselves. Uh, and the Bible said when they went out uh, to try and get the land, the Bible said, oh God, the Canaanites that were in the land turned them away. Uh, amen. And pursued them and chased them away from the land. Uh, and some people lost their life in the process because uh, they were going without the Lord. Uh, can I tell you, when you go without the Lord, uh, you put your life in danger. Uh, when you try to live life and try to obtain promise uh, without God, you put your life in danger. Uh, when you try to, amen, obtain the things that God has in store for you, uh, you put your life in danger when you don't have God on board. Lord Jesus, oh God, you got to make sure that he's the pilot. You got to make sure that he's in control. Don't try to take the steering wheel from God. Too many of you are trying to take God's steering wheel. Too many of you are trying to navigate your way through a storm. And God's saying, leave that to me. Allah, yes, and so here they are. They were trying to go in, and the Lord said, No, you can't go. And Lord God, they pursued nevertheless, and they were turned back by the enemy. The text that we have read finds the children of Israel at the completion of God's judgment of 40 years of wandering in the wilderness for rebelling against God. They finally 
have clearance to move towards the promised land. And as they were moving forward, the Bible said the king of Arid, the Canaanite, heard that Israel was coming. Can I pause right here and tell you that you're so important that the enemy hears, amen, when you're coming. God, I'm going to say that again. You're so important that the enemy hears, amen, when you're coming. The Bible said the king of Arid. It means that this was somebody who was influential, somebody who was powerful, amen. The powerful people of the city, the powerful people of the nation, they heard. Uh, that Israel was coming. Uh, oh God, they had been circling around the mountain uh, for 40 years in the wilderness of 40 years. Uh, but now uh, the Lord said, now I'm giving you clearance again. And, and now they're beginning to position themselves to move towards the place uh, that they had refused to enter in the first time. Uh, and the Bible said as uh, they're moving towards, uh, amen, the promised land, uh, the Bible said the king, uh, king of Herod heard that they were coming on the road. Uh, oh God, uh, can I tell you that you cannot be hidden? Uh, can I tell you that you're so important uh, that the enemy is looking uh, out for you? Uh, oh God, I ain't talking about a physical enemy. Uh, I'm talking about the enemy which is Satan, the one who comes to steal, uh, to kill and destroy. Uh, he's looking. He, he has word. He has heard that you are making movement. Uh, he has heard that you're no longer, amen, in a holding pattern. But God uh, has given you the clearance to come. Yeah. And he knows that you're coming to take his territory. He knows that you're coming to take his land. And so when he heard that Israel was coming, the Bible said, amen, he fought with Israel. The reason why you're fighting the battles that you're fighting. The reason why your home is a mess. The reason why your children is acting up is because the enemy heard that you were coming. The reason why your company is faltering and you're struggling is because the enemy heard that you were turning your life around. Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, and so now the enemy is fighting you uh, because now you're making progress. Uh, oh, can I tell you, uh, the enemy will not mess with no one who ain't moving. If your life ain't going nowhere, he ain't worried about you. Uh, he'll leave you alone because you ain't moving. But as soon as you put one foot in front of the other, uh, and as soon as you're going towards his territory, to claim everything back that he has taken from you. Uh, he said, whoa, I hear that they are coming. Oh God, uh, I want to tell you right now, uh, oh God, uh, the enemy has sounded the alarm uh, that you're coming. Uh, like it or not, you better strap up, brother. Uh, you better strap up, sister. Uh, amen. If you don't want to fight too bad, uh, the enemy sees the power of God on your life. Uh, the enemy knows your destiny. Uh, the enemy knows your purpose. Uh, the enemy knows what God is getting ready to do in your life. Uh, he knows that God is about to bless you. Uh, and he wants to stop you in your tracks. Uh, 
Oh God, the question is, what do I do? Oh God, when I'm in a situation again. God, Father, what do I do when I'm in a situation uh, that I have not provoked? Uh, this was an unprovoked attack. The children of Israel were just moving. Uh, they were just moving towards the promised land, uh, going towards their direction. Uh, Lord God, it was unprovoked. Everyone say unprovoked. Yes, uh, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, what do you do? What do you do when you're faced, uh, amen, with an unprovoked situation? When you did not start the war, uh, but you got to finish it. Number one. I want you to write this down. Anytime you're in a situation that you did not provoke and the enemy begins fighting with you number one you can't have a pity party when the enemy attacks your family attacks your finance attacks your health attacks your children attacks your marriage you can't sit there and just have a pity party and not do anything. Oh, I don't like what I see. Oh, I, I just can't make it, Lord. I just can't. No. You can't have a pity party. Number two. You have to make a vow to the Lord. The Bible said that when the king of Arad, Canaanite, came against them and fought against Israel, the Bible said, and took some of the children of Israel prisoners. And so while you were coming, the enemy fought you, and he took some of what you have as prison. There is some, oh God, there are certain things in your life the enemy is holding hostage. Mm-hmm. And the Bible said Israel made a vow to the Lord and said, if you will indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I would utterly destroy their city. They said, Lord, I did not start this, but I'm going to finish it. Lord God, if you deliver the people into my hands, they said, my vow is that I will give the city back to you. Lord Jesus. They said, we don't want anything in this city. They said, because they started it, Lord Father, I just want to be a blessing to the kingdom if you go with me. And the Bible said, and the Lord heard. Everyone said, the Lord heard. Yes. And delivered up the Canaanites, and they utterly destroyed them and their cities. They did not take any spoils from that place. They said, Lord, because you heard my vow, they said, Lord, I'm going to keep my commitment. Number two, you got to keep your commitment. God, Jesus is quiet in here. See, we struggle with commitment nowadays. 
Yeah, yeah, we struggle with commitment. That word is hard nowadays. You know, before, back in the days, your word used to be your bond. Yeah. When people said a thing, that's what tied people together. Yeah. But now, words don't mean a thing to anybody. Because words, amen, words to people don't mean anything. And words has power in it. But we don't understand the effects of our words. And so these people said, Lord, if you give me the city, I will give it back to you. And so when every time, any time you make a vow to the Lord, you have to commit to it. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, commit to it. Mm -hmm. don't, don't get into the land and destroy everything and then take what you want. That wasn't the deal you made with the Lord. You know, some of us have prayed for God to do some mighty things in our life. Lord, if you get me this job, I'll I, I serve you with everything I have. Lord, if you find me a spouse, Lord, I will give my life to you. Lord, if you do this, I'll do that. And God does it, and you don't miss it. Oh, God is quiet in here. How many times have we prayed and asked God to do something and when he does it, we are not committed to it? Oh, can I get an amen? Oh, can I get another amen? All right, I got some witness in the house. Amen. God has given you some things that you have prayed for. The enemy came against you and he, he gave you some breathing space uh, to inhale and exhale. Uh, and then you forget. Oh, God. And so now they, they, they gave the city to the land, um, to, the, to God, uh, and they begin to move forward. Everyone say they're moving forward. Uh, and so as they're moving forward now, uh, Lord God, uh, uh, they come against Edom, and Edom uh, is really relative to them. Uh, and Moses sent messengers to Edom and said, hey, hey, uh, hey man, you know what we've been through uh, in Egypt, and you know how long we've been in the wilderness. Can you give us passage through your land? Uh, and uh, the king of Edom said, nah, man, we ain't giving you passage. Uh, Lord, no, nah, no, nah, you ain't coming through our land. You guys are too big. You guys uh, are numerous. Yeah, I can't give you access to the land. They pleaded with them because uh, they wanted a shortcut through the land to get to the place of promise faster. And the Bible said that Edom said no, and they would refuse entry into Edom. Uh, and so watch this, uh, the Bible said now uh, they had to go around Edom uh, and going around Edom means to go back to your starting place. Uh, and the Bible said they went towards the Red Sea. Uh, and the Bible said when they went towards the Red Sea, uh, the Bible said the people became uh, very discouraged on the way. Uh, Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it happened while they were on the way. Uh, have you ever been discouraged uh, on the way? Uh, walking with God, but uh, you became discouraged on the way. Uh, living for God, but you became discouraged uh, on the way. Uh, praising God, but you became discouraged uh, on the way. Uh, and so uh, when they became discouraged on the way, the Bible said they became very discouraged. Uh, oh God, have you ever been very discouraged? Uh, not that the God, uh, they were not just discouraged, uh, but the Bible said they were very discouraged. Uh, and the Bible said when Moses told them that we had to go back towards the Red Sea, the Bible said they got upset. 
I thought we were moving forward, but now I have to go backward in order to go forward. And sometimes God has to allow you to go backward so that you can move forward. Oh God, you're trying to get there a shortcut. You're trying to make your way through Edom. And God said, no, Edom is not going to give you entry or passage. But you're going to have to go backwards before you go forward. Uh, don't despise moving backward to go forward uh, oh God sometimes uh, we have ourselves we look at ourselves and we're saying man why are we going back down this road uh, but sometimes God has to bring you around Edom uh, the reason why you're going back because uh, you have to go around Edom uh, God is not allowing you to go through it uh, Edom is not allowing you to go through their land uh, and so in order you to get to your destination uh, you have to go around Edom and the Bible said it was there as they were going around Edom and they had to go back to their starting point. The Bible said they became very discouraged on the way. And the Bible said it was there that they began to complain to God. Remember now they had just gotten clearance to move forward after being in the wilderness for 40 years. And they are complaining again because they have to go back to starting point. And the Bible said when they are moving, the Bible said they spoke against God and against Moses. And they said to Moses, they said to Moses, they said we are tired. They said we hated this bread. In other words, they said, why have you brought us up? out of Egypt to die in this wilderness uh, for there is no food uh, and no water uh, and I will so loathe this worthless bread remember now uh, God was feeding them with manna bread from heaven God was their caterer he hadn't delivered a manna to them in the wilderness and they've been eating that manna that same manna, that same bread for 40 years and when they are discouraged, very discouraged they got frustrated and in their frustration they opened their mouth against their blessing the very bread that they asked God for to provide they are now cursing the bread and saying that the bread is worthless. Okay, watch this. Is it possible that you have asked God for something and when you got it, you were excited about it? You rejoiced over it, but now years have passed by and now you're frustrated and the very thing that God blessed you with, you're now cursing it. Mm. it's quiet in here yeah be careful what you say when you're frustrated uh, be careful what you say uh, amen when you're going through rough times uh, Lord God you wanted this thing so bad uh, you fell in love with this girl uh, you fell in love with this man but all of a sudden because you're frustrated you fell in love with the job. It was a job that you said it was a dream job, but now you look at it and you say, man, I hate it. Yeah, it's quiet in here. 
because we've been there some time now and now because we've been there and we're going through some rough times now we're, we're hating where we are we're hating who we have Lord God Jesus be careful what you say when you're going through rough times God said wait, wait a second you hate the bread I gave you the bread I hated the bread no one else had this type of bread this was angel food this was special this was unique type of bread no other nation had this type of bread it was special bread made by the hand of God it was peculiar God it was peculiar it was different it kept you through the wilderness Oh God, it sustained you in the wilderness. And now because of your frustration, you're talking about the bread. God said, okay. And the Bible said, and the Lord sent fiery serpents into the land of Israel. And the fiery serpents bit the people and the people died. Oh God, can I tell you right now, the fiery serpents was always there. Oh God, but the Lord kept them at bay because the Lord was protecting them. But the Lord said, man, you talk too much. Your mouth will get you in trouble. And God said, because you're talking like this, he said, my brother's worthless. I'm going to remove my, my wall of protection. He removed the wall. And he sent the fiery serpents. They were always there, Sister Williams. But they never messed with Israel because the Lord had protected them. Uh, can I tell you uh, that there are some things in your life that should have got you, uh, that should have killed you, but the Lord protected you. There were some things that should have taken your life, uh, but the Lord protected you. But you hear, but you hear talking about your God. You're here making fun of the bread. You're here despising the bread that God made out of His own hand, angel food that He gave you that is unique, and you don't want it anymore. God said, "Okay, I'll give you something that will cause you to look to Me." He sent the fiery serpents, and the Bible said, "And they bit the people, and the people started to die." When the people saw that people were dying, they, they ran back to Moses and they said, Moses, we are sorry. We have sinned against God and against you. We have spoken against God and against you. And we are sorry. We need you to pray that God take away the, the, the fiery serpent. And the Bible said that Moses went and prayed. But notice how God responded. In other words, God said, no, I ain't taking it away. But what they would have to do, Moses, what I want you to do, Moses, is that I want you to make a brazen, God, I want you to make a, a bronze serpent. And I want you to put it on the pole. And I want you to elevate it. That when anyone is bitten by the snake, God, if they look to the pole, if they look to the, God, the bronze serpent, they will live. So, Lord, you're not taking it away. No, uh, I ain't going to take it away because I need you to look to me. Uh, there are some things you're praying, uh, oh, God, for God to take away. And God's saying, uh, I can't take it away because if I take it away, uh, you ain't going to praise me. You ain't going to look to me. 
Oh God, it's quiet in here. Lord God. But he said, man, he said, but if you look, oh God, to the bronze serpent, if you look at it, you will live. God, he's not telling them to worship it. What he was telling them, I want you to follow my direction. It may seem foolish, but what God is saying, can you follow his direction? If you follow his direction, you will live. If you look to him, look at your name as a neighbor, you will live. Yes, uh, oh, can I tell you that life uh, has a way of biting you. Uh, life has a way uh, of getting the best of you. Uh, and can I tell you today, Church of Champions, uh, in order for you to live, uh, we got to look to Jesus. Uh, we can't look to man. We can't look to uh, our bank account. We can't look to the stock market. Uh, we can't look to God Jesus. Uh, we can't look to, uh, oh God, the CDC. We can't look to anybody. We have to look to Jesus. We got coronavirus, an invisible, oh God, Jesus, virus that is flying around. We can't see it. But God said, if you look to me, you will live. God, high five your name as a neighbor. If you get bite, just look to God. Amen. Don't let the bite kill you in 2020. Don't let people get underneath your skin and pull you away from your promised land. Don't let people tell you and pull you back when God is saying it's time for you to go forward. I turn to your name as a neighbor. You can live. Yes, uh, in order for you to live, you got to look to him. Huh? You can't look to daddy. You can't look to mommy. Huh? You can't look to brother or sister. Huh? You can't look to your husband or your spouse. Huh? Lord, Father God, and if you don't have one, that's okay. Huh? You got to look to God. Oh God, uh, God, the Bible said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Uh, he said, man, God, uh, the Bible lets us know uh, that when the serpent uh, bit the people uh, and when they looked towards the golden bronze, I mean the, the bronze serpent, uh, the Bible said they lived even though they were bitten. God. Uh, the poison uh, was in them but they were able to live uh, beyond the poison uh, have you ever been poisoned by somebody uh, have somebody ever hurt you to the point uh, amen that it seems as though they have taken your strength and it seems as though you have lost it all uh, and the bible said that even though uh, amen you may be bitten by this poisonous serpent he said if you look to me you shall live can I tell you that God wants you to live I want you to know Church of Champions. I want you to know everyone in this building on the sound of my voice that God wants you to live. He wants you to look to him. Stop looking at every other thing that's going on in the world. Don't worry about the epidemic that's taking place. Lord God, Jesus, when you are anchored in God, God covers you. You remember the death angel? You remember how God covered the children of Israel huh, while he sent out the death angel. Huh? Lord God, the only thing huh, that they did was put the blood huh, on their doorposts. Huh? And the death angel knew who were the child of God. Huh? Can I tell you, when you are the child of God, huh, every virus has to pass you by. Huh? Anything the enemy said has to pass you by. Huh? Lord God, I want to tell you, God, you have nothing to worry if you got God on your side. Uh, 20 neighbors said neighbor don't be foolish though they got bit some died 
Some chose not to look at the bronze serpent. And they died. They died because they failed to follow God's instruction. And the reason why some of us are dying spiritually is because we're not following God's instruction. God is not looking for you just to be alive. But there is a spirit man in you that he wants to revive. There's spirit man that gives you the power that when people walk out on you, you still have the strength to move forward. You still have the strength to stand because if God be for you, who can be against you? Look at your neighbor one more time. I said, neighbor, don't curse your blessing. Don't curse your blessing. I don't care how rough life gets. I don't care what struggle you go through. When you came in contact with your blessing, you were so excited. You know, on the phone for long hours, talking a whole bunch of garbage, Time was just passing you guys by. Didn't know you were on the phone for four hours. You were so excited. But as soon as rough time come, you're now cursing the very thing that God bless you with. It's a job. A job that you wanted. And then somebody new came in and change the culture of their office. Praise the Lord. And now you hate the very place that you're at. Don't curse your blessing. When God allows things to change along the way, understand he's in control no matter what. He'll keep you through it. He'll bring you to your place of promise. Look at your neighbor one more time and say, neighbor, don't let the bite kill you. Let us stand across this building.